Before we start today's episode, there's something important for agencies seeking a reliable way to attract new business, especially during busy periods. I want to introduce you to Leaflow Sprint. It's an eight-week program that simplifies your marketing and consistently attracts the attention of potential clients without requiring a massive marketing budget or external sales teams. With my 17 years of experience in aiding agencies to gain visibility in new clients, this program offers a practical and effective approach to lead generation. Forget about unpredictable leads and embrace a method that works across different agency sizes. And if you're keen to learn more, you need to visit caffeine.club slash LFS. That's K-A-F-F-E-N dot C-L-U-B forward slash L for Lima, F for Foxtrot, S for Sierra. Now let's get into today's episode. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Caffeine Espresso podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about if you asking if you're using LinkedIn to its full potential for your agency's growth. And uh, I'll get to the crux of what prompted, <laughs> prompted this podcast episode because it's a, a situation that repeats itself again and again. But just to cover off the things that we're going to be talking about today, I'm going to be highlighting some specific ways that agencies might be missing out on potential leads and partnerships and collaborations by underusing LinkedIn. And I'm going to be sharing practical methods on how to make the most of LinkedIn's features, ensuring that agencies can expand their reach without overwhelming their schedules. I'm going to be discussing the effort versus reward. So dispelling the myth that successful LinkedIn outreach requires a significant time commitment. And we're going to be discussing how we work on this with our clients within the format of our program, Leadflow Sprint. So starting with what I alluded to before, the reason what prompted this episode is really the fact that almost every conversation that I have, chemistry conversation, if you want to call it that, with an agency leader, I'd say 80% of them (laughs) have LinkedIn Sales Navigator, they're paying for it. And so I really urge you to check if you pay for it as well, because many people, it's one of those things that they pay either for the year ahead, or it comes out as about £80 a month out of their account, and they don't even realize it's happening. It's one of those that can slip under the radar. And if you do have it, the chances are, based on the conversations that I have, you aren't really putting it to use that much, or even know what to do with it. So we're going to be covering off some things today that you can bear in mind to use with your Sales Navigator subscription, if you have one. And if you don't have one already, then you can think about, you can use this as an episode as a an opportunity to understand why it might be a helpful piece of technology subscription within your business, within your agency. And then also, if you do decide to make that move or you already have Sales Navigator and you're not using it fully, how we work with our clients in order to make it work super hard for their business. And we're discussing how that plugs into the automation that we use. So I'd say the majority of people I speak to use LinkedIn badly, if at all. They use it in fits and starts and they get frustrated about not being able to reach people efficiently or even find the right people in the first place. Or, you know, like I said, mentioned before, there are many people who buy it once, forget they bought it because they get frustrated or think by virtue of buying it, a sales navigator subscription, they've got the magic keys to to do something and it doesn't require any more effort on their part. All of a sudden, leads are going to fall into their lap and knock on the door and 
and start ringing the telephones and, and start wanting to work with you. The reality is that like most things, these tools can be really powerful, but they often need a degree of education so you can make the most out of them. And that is exactly what's needed with LinkedIn. The reality is it is an exceptionally powerful tool. So it's always a shock to me when I speak to somebody who's maybe had sales now for months and has never even done a lead search. They think, you know, like I mentioned, just by buying Sales Navigator, it's going to work. Then when we do a one hour session on it, the jaws tend to drop when they realize just how powerful it is. And we're talking about building lists of people in seconds based on a multitude of variables, like which university they went to, their level of seniority within a business. Maybe they're part of a specific LinkedIn group that you know all your dream prospects dwell within. Maybe they've been in a role less than a year and they might be reconsidering their agency relationships at this particular point in time. So it's really good, good time to, to get in contact and, and raise the profile of your agency. I think, well, one of the, actually one of the most powerful things that I know of at the moment that is something we've been playing around with a lot is there's a tool which allows you within a lead search to put somebody you may have in common. So if you think of somebody who's a really senior leader within, so I, I'm just going to use an example from my own industry. So the majority of my clients are UK-based design agencies. That is who I outbound target. A lot of my clients or prospective clients that I speak to are beyond that. But for the purposes of outbound marketing, that is who I target. So if we think about who might be a really key player in the design industry, who might be the missing link between myself and uh, a lot of my prospective clients. I can think of a handful of people who that might be. And I guess one of the the most public profile people within that kind of scope would be Deborah Dalton, who is the, the uh, head of the DBA, which is the Design Business Association. She is connected on LinkedIn with the vast majority of the people who would likely buy my services in the future. So I might put Deborah Dalton, who I'm already connected with because we know each other, know of each other, and she's spoken on the Espresso podcast before. And the lead search would find everybody who is linked with Deborah Dalton and then layered on top, I can add other filters to make sure that they actually are my dream clients and then save that list down to use for targeting. That's an incredibly powerful tool. And it's something we've been using recently with clients um, to help them build a really solid list. But like I mentioned, there's loads of different variables. It's almost endless. Really, the sky is the limit on your imagination is the limit. You know, not to mention really practical things like being based in a specific postcode. It may be you work with a really specific geography in the UK or globally. It could be anything from an entire region down to people within W1 of London. And not to mention, you know, really obvious things like being in a certain industry or having worked at a specific company previously. The list of things, the variables that you can use is almost endless and really as broad, as I mentioned, as your imagination and your patience. And I say patience because this is one of the areas, I mean, being frank, personally, this is my favorite part of working with clients. Getting all Sherlock Holmesy and blowing their minds by building a list of people they can put to use for their agency to raise awareness, win clients, get referred work, reignite old client relationships, do customer research, find the perfect hire, get matched with ideal strategic partners. 
and so many other things, but it all starts with the list and the amount of time, energy and thought and curiosity that you put into building it. And the list is built in Sales Navigator. So hopefully the vision of what I'm trying to talk about here is coming into fruition. It's really hard for me to do this without visuals. I'm so used to showing people a diagram of a tech stack and then showing them examples of what I'm talking about. And there is a point at which I see the penny drop as they realize how all this fits together. A little bit more difficult over audio, but hopefully you're getting a, an overview of you know, just how important building and spending time to build your list within Sales Navigator is. So just to give you some examples, because like I said, we don't have the power of video here to, to demonstrate, but here are some examples that I've used it with clients in just the past month. So working, I'm not going to mention any names or pronouns, but I've been working with several different companies in various different capacities. You, you know, when, when I am describing what caffeine does to people, when I'm doing my elevator pitch, which ironically I hate doing, ironic given the fact that I've spent all my career in marketing, but I, I normally describe it as lead generation for design agencies. But as I'm going to talk through these examples, and it wasn't intentional, but they are very broad in terms of the kinds of companies that I'm working with, the applications for what we're doing, and the way we built a list is all very different as well. So the first one I'm going to talk about is a client of mine recently onboarded. They run a innovation tech product for community analysis, and they really needed to do a product market fit exercise that was going to advise on pricing, messaging, marketing positioning, and just the viability of the product within some of the theories they had about which market they'd be targeting. So I just want to make it clear, this isn't an agency. This is a, a tech product that is very much in the prototype stage and it is online. It's a kind of software. They are targeting businesses, third sector industries, education, and for-profit businesses as well. So, and I, actually, before I move on, I think that's really important. This tends to only work for B2B companies. And really, that is the only limit I, I've found so far. Like I said, outbound, I talk about doing lead generation for design agencies, but the reality is this process will work for any B2B company if you have a need to reach out to a specific audience. So, as I mentioned, this innovation tech product is looking for uh, product market fit, basically. And we have used our process to help them achieve that. So when we started speaking, they had no idea of what industries, roles, et cetera, to target. We now have two very defined lists after just a couple of hours of working together. We're working together one-to-one -one right now. Two defined lists of people they will, they now know have appetite for their product. So what we're going to be doing is starting to reach out to the people on those lists we've created with a message that is going to speak to them because it fits perfectly with the uh, previous people we've spoken to through the process of the work we've done so far. Another client has a really strong track record with vegan and vegetarian and plant-based brands, but they don't have a current non-compete clause with their uh, main client to stop them working from other people in that space. They know it's going to be the quickest win for them. It's not the only industry they want to stay in, but they're concerned about lead flow in the long, in the short to medium term. So we have built a list of marketing leads at other plant based brands 
by value, size, and geography so that they can reach out to let them know about this very specific sector expertise that they have and really help them to lean into the experience that this agency has already garnered in that area. And in terms of how we built that list, I mean, this is where, you know, I say Sherlock Holmes, and this is where offline, online, on and online beyond sales navigator research really kind of comes into play. We went into the grocer where we have a where we have a subscription and we pulled off the latest market report for plant-based brands. And then we pulled in the top 20 manufacturers in that space by revenue. The grocer, if you aren't already familiar, is a trade press for FMCG sector in the UK. So that was very UK specific. And then we did a similar thing for Europe and then beyond worldwide. And we built a list that is prioritized by the location. It's more likely this agency is based in the UK. So it's more likely they'll be able to engage a UK brand sooner than, than a foreign one. So we prioritize those people first. But now we're reaching out to a, a list of, I think it was nearly 400 companies in the end using this method because we handpicked the list and we know that these people the message that we're going to them with is going to really resonate with them because we're talking specifically about their sector and our experience there and kind of dangling a carrot of giving some insights into what's working for other brands, their competitors within the space without doing anything that is against the terms of contract, against any non-compete clauses that the agency has in place. Thinking about another client now, they have provided services to some very high profile coaching brands in a very specific sector, but they are largely, this company itself is largely in the shadows. They're low profile and they like it that way, but it's an issue in terms of lead generation and growth of the kind of projects that they're working on. You know, the, the, the coaches that they work with talk about this person as a uh, super high value, a massive contributor to their own business practices success. However, this person is, like I say, kind of in the shadows, not really openly advertised as being associated with those coaches. And so it doesn't take much of the credit for the work that they're doing. So it's really important that they do visibility and outreach in order to raise their their profile with prospective clients. So we built a list of key competitors and challenger brands in the coaching space globally that fall outside of the terms of their non-compete clause. So just making sure that they're not encroaching on any of the agreements that they have with their existing client. With And then we're reaching out to that list with an offer to access a document that covers the top five points of difference about their other clients' businesses that this person credits with their success as a way of raising awareness of their services and insights and just general knowledge into that area. This, again, the actual content itself doesn't encroach any of the NDAs or non-compete clauses or contracts that they have in place with their client. However, by offering this to people who work in that space who might really respect the, their existing client, client portfolio, it evokes a kind of sense of FOMO. It's like, what do they know about these other coaches that we really respect that we don't already know that we might be able to apply in our business? That is what they are aiming for. 
And what we're achieving with the combination of this list, very, very targeted list, and, and also this document, which contains points of difference and ways of working for other coaching practices to consider that we know to be really successful. Another client of ours found that the outreach to the list that we handcrafted for them or together with them, actually, within a one-to-one coaching program was so successful that they had become too busy to handle all the work and they actually needed to create a second campaign to reach out to prospective staff to man the actual project. So we helped them to build a second list that was very, very niche down. So this client was in the coding space and they needed a very specific skill set. With, you know, the multitude of filters available in Sales Navigator, that allowed us to hone in on and result in a very niche list based on the level of experience that those prospective staff members had, the geography where they lived because operated because this client works in person, they're not remote first. We also managed to cover off the skills and coding language that they use. You know, if you work in this space, you know that there's a, a multitude of coding languages. And it was super important that we made sure that people who were in this list were highly skilled in the ones that this particular client of mine used. And another aspect that we added on was the industry focused and, you know, knowing that the people we were reaching out to had previous experience within the industry that they tend to operate in so that they weren't going to have to go on a, a steep learning curve to understand the uh, nuances of the kind of clients that this agency was working with. And then we added another layer when we found that that list was still too big. We had another layer which uh, allowed us to focus in on prospective staff members who had experience of working at key competitors and other businesses that have strong correlation with my agency client. So basically, we ended up with a list that almost guaranteed that every candidate they were reaching out to was top quality without needing. And this is really key because they were going through, well, I'll say it and then I'll explain why, without needing the support of a recruiter. Now, I'm not discouraging people from using recruiters. I work with recruiters and we've had them on the past here on the podcast. I've got several friends who are incredible in this space. But this particular agency, their time frame and their overheads didn't allow them to add in an extra layer of support. They needed to contact people directly. And that was really what the aim was of building this list and reaching out to people so that they could onboard people as quickly as possible and have done some of the, I guess, sorting the wheat from the chaff in a sense through using the filters within Sales Navigator lead search to make sure that they were the right fit for their agency. So what do you do when you've got a list? Well, if you listen to the last episode, then you'll know that there are some areas of the lead generation process that I recommend automating. And there are others that I really recommend doing manually. And I would say this, the list building, as I've alluded to before, is largely manual. And if it's skipped or skimped on, then it's going to impact the quality of the rest of your lead generation, particularly when you start to automate things. You know, if you listen to previous episodes, you'll be aware that I, I often talk about automation as a, as a kind of megaphone. It has a tendency to amplify both the good and the bad. So if you haven't spent time on the inputs to make sure they're as high quality as possible, and normally that means doing them manually, then you are really going to be reducing the chances that your campaign is going to have it the highest success rate. So 
in the Lead Flow Sprint, which is our group program where we work with our clients, both on a one-to-one basis, in a group format with some of their peers, and also set self-study work for them to do between classes. In the Lead Flow Sprint, we handhold you with in-depth one-to-one sessions, group teaching, and DIY resources, as I mentioned, to make sure you know exactly how to use LinkedIn to build a powerful list of perfect prospects to plug into your automation so it works as hard as it possibly can on your behalf without you lifting a finger. In fact, in the Leaflet Sprint, I actually jump on a one-to-one call with you to build the list in your own LinkedIn account for you and explaining what I'm doing and giving you the video recording afterwards so that you can repeat and revisit and share with the team members when you look to apply this again, time and time again in the future. So really, it's not just about the period of time we're doing the lead flow sprint. It goes way beyond that. It gives you a set of resources that you're able to revisit when you're renewing your strategy in months and years to come. So to be clear, if it wasn't already apparent, because like I said, I don't have my visual alert with my tech stack, LinkedIn isn't the actual automation itself. But it's one of the most important inputs into a successful lead generation campaign in the format that we create for the majority of our clients at Caffeine, which allows you to reach 100 people on this cherry-picked list built in Sales Navigator per week, which results in high-quality leads, which you might be using to win clients, hire staff, build partnerships, fill an event, raise visibility, rekindle old client relationships, and countless other things. And all of that without needing to spend a minute on the outreach yourself. So, you know, coming back to that kind of Sherlock Holmes, being curious, putting your time and effort into these inputs. If you get that list really solid, if you do this with our support or taking time and consideration to follow the resources that we have available, because if you're not able to join Leaflow Sprint, then another option is Win Clients Consistently, which is a self-study program we offer. And we talk through exactly how to build these lists in there as well and offer you the support to do that. But if you don't build a list with the experience of somebody else who's been there, you are potentially reducing the impact, the quality of that list, which means that when you plug it into automation, you won't be amplifying the best possible presentation of your agency to a larger audience. And, you know, when we think about automation and what that means, you know, the opportunity cost is if you, you're thinking as you listen to this, well, why automate at all? The thing is the automation aspect frees up in our latest research with previous clients. We see it freeing up up to 40 hours per week of agency staff time. That's the equivalent to one whole job. And I don't propose that you, you know, just let that just well, make somebody redundant or not employ somebody. That's not the point of this. The point is that if you've got a really solid list and you're thinking about the medium to long-term, you've got it automated in terms of outreach. It leaves you able to focus on the lower hanging fruit and those other activities on your exceptionally long to-do list. Because we know as an agency leader, that to-do list is almost never completed. It allows you to really focus in on those and get more bang for your buck out of your time, out of your staff's time, out of the the outreach you're doing and, you know, hopefully make sure that your pipeline is as solid and as high value as possible and is a source of reassurance to you. You're not fearful of what six months down the line looks like because you know that you've been working really hard up front 
to make sure that a consistent flow of people to the to the value of a hundred highly, highly qualified prospects that you've literally handpicked per week is being made aware of your agency in a way that makes them feel makes them feel good about you. It makes them feel like they're on the back foot, like you have given them something of value. That is what we're promoting here. Leaving you to focus on the other lower hanging fruit within the business. The alternative is you could do all this manually. You could handpick those people. You could reach out to each one without building a list, without using Sales Navigator, but you are massively reducing the amount of time you've got available to focus on other aspects of your business, especially within lead gen and new business and marketing where the to-do list, like we know, is almost never complete. So I hope that's giving you something to think about and you've got more of an understanding about what Sales Navigator can do for you. And particularly if you already have a Sales Navigator account, if you're already paying for it and my, the opening part of this podcast episode would make you feel a little bit guilty. You know, I don't want to, don't even want to make you feel shame. What I want you to do is feel like you've got a plan for how to use it. Don't waste your time and money on Sales Navigator any longer without using it in an applied sense. And if you don't know what that means, if you want support with that, then I really encourage you to head over to caffeine.club slash LFS. That's K-A-F-F-E-N dot C-L-U-B slash Alpha Lima, F for Foxtrot, S for Sierra. And you'll find everything about the Leaflow Sprint there, including an opportunity to book a call with me. And I can give you uh, a rundown on how this might work for your business. If we continue to work together in the future, marvelous. If not, at least you'll have had the conversation so you know whether you need to cancel your certain sales navigator course subscription or whether you are ready to put it to really powerful use in the format of, of what we discuss here and what we cover off in the lead flow sprint. Well, I hope that's been helpful to you and I really hope we have the opportunity to speak soon. Thanks for listening. Just before we wrap up, I want to touch on a crucial opportunity for your agency's growth. As a creative agency, your primary focus should be on delivering exceptional work, not getting bogged down in sales and marketing. And that's where Leadflow Sprint comes in. It's an eight-week program designed to streamline your lead generation process, bringing in a steady flow of potential clients to you. No more struggling with the ups and downs of trying to gain the attention of new business. Our program includes hands-on support, including direct input on your copywriting, ensuring a bespoke approach to your lead generation needs. No more feeling stuck in the feast or famine cycle. Our real-time support, including direct feedback on tasks like copywriting, helps you to bid farewell to inconsistently and embrace a lead generation system that's tailored to your unique needs. Visit caffeine.club slash LFS. That's K-A-F-F-E-N dot C-L-U-B forward slash L for Lima, F for Foxtrot, S for Sierra.